Hello and welcome to our second episode of Something to Crow About. This podcast is brought to you by your Canfield Fair Board, a volunteer group that oversees the Canfield Fairgrounds and of course works diligently every year to host the signature event of summer every year for 174 years and that is the Canfield Fair. I'm Tony Marr, fair fanatic and your host of Something to Crow About. I'm super excited because our podcast really feels official as I, as today I'm joined by two lovely ladies. That's right, friends. We have actual guests on today's show. So it wasn't like the first one where it was just me talking. I get to talk to real people. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, <laughs> still no fair food to munch on, but you know, that's what it is. But I'm thrilled to welcome to Something to Crow about Lisa Toy and Kathy Bennett. How are you ladies doing? Great. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Oh, you're welcome. And I will allow you both to introduce yourselves because if anyone knows anything about the fair, it's definitely you two. So go ahead. Just, Kathy, we'll start with you. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and your involvement with the fair. Well, this truly is an intergenerational topic because my first real event at the fair was when I was six. And my father and my sister and a dog <laughs> and I came and stayed with the cow. So we stayed in uh, one of the stalls over by the old Coliseum, and um, it was quite an adventure for a six-year-old. Sure. So that's when it all began, and then he came on the board later. Um, he was in charge of the um, announcements and things in the grandstand and announced anything that was going on there in the Pig Iron Derby. So uh, that, was, that was my beginning. When I came on the board, it was the time that somebody from the public said there should be a woman on that. Sure, board. sure. And I don't know what I was going to do about being a woman and on the board, but I did. I did. <laughs> I did find out. I think why they asked me because they thought I was harmless. They knew me because of my father, and they knew I wasn't. Gonna, I didn't have an agenda sure. that I was going to try to change the world. So um, I think that's why I became on it. But did you feel then that you weren't harmless, right? That's how that happened? I was <laughs> very polite. <laughs> no, they were actually, um, I didn't know how they'd respond because not only was I a woman, I was the kid sure. that was of my father. And um, although I was a lot older than a kid at the time, but um, it, they, were, they couldn't have been any nicer. Right. They tried to include me in whatever evil things they were doing, <laughs> and it was it was just fine. They listened to me, and they were very kind to me. And for you, I mean, that's just you being the first you know woman on the fair board, but you actually broke the glass ceiling with that. I mean, even though you don't see it that way, I mean, you really did. I guess so. I, I guess. I didn't think of it that way. I just thought, isn't this great? Yeah, <laughs> and it's been it, great. It right? has been great. Yes, and it was. And Lisa, um, tell me about your involvement with the fair, because you have been involved with the fair for a long time also. Exactly. Starting again as a child. Um, Kathy, that you just heard from, I also call her mom. Sure. And <laughs> she was also my 4-H advisor with the Greenford Busy Bees. So I started at age six or seven, sewing and doing things and come to the fair and the style reviews. So. The fair was always a part of my life. My dad um, works in the Greenford Rotan, making the chicken and the barbecue. So it's a family affair 
the father she spoke of, my grandfather, Eldon Groves. So I have been on the fairgrounds and part of it. When she took over on the fair board, you know, she, as a fair board member, you have different departments. Mm -hmm. So she had three at that time and she needed somebody to kind of work in some of those buildings. So she just suggested that maybe I would like to hang out and start working in the yeah. arts and crafts <laughs> building. And 20 years later, here I yeah. am still doing that. Sure, and, and for Taffy, I mean, for you, like, you're like, hey, I need someone that I can trust. Absolutely. And so you, you pick Lisa. Right, exactly. Your daughter, that's, that's, that's awesome. Exactly right. I knew what she was capable of. Yeah, yeah. And that's always, you know, it's always great to know that you're picking someone that you can trust yes. and mm -hmm. have Absolutely. that confidence, mm -hmm. in, especially with the fair. Right. Yes. Yeah, because there, there's a lot going on. Yes, there is. <laughs> and there's so much behind the scenes. You know, people show up to the fair and don't realize that we've been here already for two weeks yep, right. to get the quilts hanging right, to fluff the flowers and floral, to hang the pictures in the photography fine arts building. And it just looks like it happens overnight. But we have you know wonderful people that we work with that come back. Sometimes they they, they love the fair. You know, you said you the much that you love it. Um, we have several ladies that work in the arts and crafts building. They take their one week of vacation from work to come to work at the fair. <laughs> that is dedication. That is. <laughs> and but some of them are 90. Wow. Yes. And they're still out there. They love it. it every day. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Kathy, you retired. And then, Lisa, last year was your last year, correct? Yes, that was a, I don't, I don't even know what, I tried to think of what word I wanted to use for it. <laughs> um, my husband and I decided that we wanted to downsize right. and get a smaller house looking for a condo. And we found one not too far mm -hmm. from our current home. And we were all excited and we moved in and then we realized it's in Columbiana County. Oh, sure. And this is the Mahoning County yeah. uh, Agriculture Society. Society. So um, I had to resign, but I didn't go very far. Sure. I still come to meetings. I'm working on writing the history for the 175th. I'll be back in the arts and crafts building. So um, I warn them all, besides sitting at the big table, you're not going to see much difference. Right. You give them the Arnold Schwarzenegger, the I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah, I'm not was... going anywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, and, you know, before we had to break, we were talking a little bit ago. Um, you know, I'm trying to find the secret of the rooster now. And I, what I keep hearing is everyone has bits of pieces of information about this. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a long process to get this mystery. But I know we have some stories that we'll talk about um, when we get back. So we're going to talk about that really soon. But um, something the crow about will come at you once every Tuesday. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a minute of the action. You can subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. If you have a story from your time at the Canfield Fair and want to be considered for a guest on our show, send us an email at marketing at canfieldfair.com with your funny stories your favorite memories, or heck, even your favorite fair food. I have so many that I can do a whole podcast by myself talking about. Um, we are also looking for underwriters for our podcast and our That Year at the Fair. So if you are interested in learning more about underwriting options, please email marketing at canfieldfair.com. As we prepare to celebrate our 175th Canfield Fair in 2021, we will take a minute each week to reflect on a year in the fair's history. We're calling this That Year at the Fair. So here is my friend Morgan with That Year at the Fair. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a The year was 2000. Bill Clinton was the president of the United States and Joe Dickey Jr. was the president of the fair board. 
the average price of a gallon of gas was $1.51 per gallon. The first ever crew arrived at the International Space Station. While at the Canfield Fair, the Goo Goo Dolls, Charlie Daniels, and Alabama all performed in the grandstand. The year was 2000. That year at the fair was brought to you by the Canfield Fair Board. The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet you're going to regret because I'm the best as ever been. All Johnny right, and we are back with Lisa Toy and Kathy Bennett. Now, before the break, we kind of pitched it a little bit, but you both seem to know a little bit about how the rooster came to be the, the mascot of the camp mm -hmm. So tell me about that. Well, doing a little bit of the research uh -huh. um, for the 175th Fair, learned that Grace Williams, who was nicknamed Miss Canfield Fair, oh, nice. and showed up every day to work in high heels and pantyhose, <laughs> and at that time kept the 17 board member men under control, sure. never raised her voice, but got a lot of things done. And she saw a rooster crowing contest, saw something and said, that looks like what we do at our fair. We should do something like that. So she went to a local printer, found what she thought looked like the best clip art rooster that right. we could have. Something to crow about went right with that. And I think she even took it to a the next convention and it won an award oh, for wow. logo and motto and so forth. So it's just become, like you said, synonymous with who we are and what we have become um, to the point where Everywhere you look in the fairgrounds, there are roosters. There are roosters everywhere, right. And if you look at on top of the box office, there's the eight-foot gold one. Right. That um, when it first showed up, we thought we could leave. And we're talking, I'm not sure when that was, 70s. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Not sure when that was. It stayed out all of the time. But one day, Grace Williams came to the fairgrounds <laughs> and looked on top of the box office and says, where's the rooster? If we're, so somebody stole the eight foot tall rooster. Mm -hmm. I mean, that thing has to weigh hundreds of pounds. Like I, that's not just like you just go and shoplift it. Exactly. <laughs> they talked about that the bolts were rusted. So whoever decided to do this had to plan ahead in their prank because right. they had to have, however they got up there, got it down. And it was gone for several weeks. There were rewards out. People, people were talking about it everywhere and nowhere to be found. And then one morning, the students at Canfield High School showed up to school, and there was the rooster chained to the flagpole. Sure, no, no questions asked. So you're saying that this is like a cold case. No, <laughs> perfect. Yes, no one has any answers. So all right. So I think the new goal of these podcasts is to get the people involved with the the rooster theft. <laughs> to come forward, no questions asked. No, seven-year statute of limitations. There yeah, are no repercussions for well, this at all. I need to know. That's what I need to know from now on. Yeah. Somebody's sitting at home very proud of that. <laughs> it's time to clear the air. Listen to this podcast like, oh, they found me out. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> but that's a great story. See, I never knew that. I never knew that. I, uh, you know, for me, I always thought the Canfield Fair, the rooster was kind of just there at the get-go. But you don't really realize when the mascot came to be. And that's a great story. Mm -hmm. The rooster itself, it, it's not a regular rooster, right? It is not. It must, it's very proud. It has its chest out and his mouth open, I guess, talking about how great we are. I don't know what, why his mouth's open, but he, he does have his chest out because he's proud. And so if you're going to have a rooster and say it's because of the Canfield Fair, it's got to be crowing. Yeah, it's not going to be one of those boring roosters. That That's right. There, right. <laughs> right. Right. <Yeah. laughs> 
So, and you both have been involved with the fine arts, um, the fine arts building. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it hasn't always been kind of positioned where it was. So tell me how, what year did that happen? Oh, I was going to ask years. I don't know. It is one of the oldest buildings on the grounds. And several years ago, we took out the ceiling. Okay. And if you look up there, you see the, the basic the uh, roof. bones of yeah. the of the. And it, it really adds a lot, I think. We, we did take that down and made it really a um, more of a gallery than, mm-hmm. a, than a fair. I've gone to a lot of other fairs, and usually their fine arts department is stuck somewhere with a few pictures hanging crookedly. And, uh, <laughs> ours does not look like that. No, it does not look like that at all. <laughs> So you're, you're, you're breaking glass ceilings and you're taking ceilings out of the fire. <laughs> That's all oh, very good. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and both of you have been in charge of fine arts, arts and crafts, and floral, but Kathy, you didn't start there, right? No. The way the board is set up, everybody has a department, mm-hmm. and the person was retiring in pumpkins, and I took that person's place. So therefore, I had pumpkins. Sure. Which... I really didn't know much about it. <laughs> I didn't know that my family were going to have to take the trailer and pick up the pumpkins in the field and bring them to the building. But that's what we did. And this is really a working board. Sure. We don't just sit around and tell other people to do things. We're in there digging and whatever. We're very fortunate, all of the board members, to be on a board that financially has been able to do things that other fairs can't. Many other fairs are a little bit jealous of us because we can do things and make the fair really nice. Um, and in fact, our former superintendent of schools moved to Columbus and he was in his backyard and he talked, he and his neighbor were talking and, and the neighbor said, are you going to the fair? And he's a fellow from here said, of course I am. I wouldn't ever miss the fair. And the longer they talked, the superintendent from here realized he was talking about the state fair and sure. to him, the Canfield Fair was the fair. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Many people take it very personally. This is their fair. Yeah. And they don't want anybody to say anything bad about it. Well, right. So, so they so they really promote it. And, and I will say because, you know, it, it, because of the fair board and because of everyone involved with the fair, it has become, you know, it, in my mind, it, it, in, in everyone's mind, it is the fair. I mean, people see that in right. everything that you do and everything that they're involved with. So you both have done amazing. You know, I, I appreciate everything that you've done. Well, it's yeah. it's fun. At the time, it's, you think, why am I doing this? <laughs> well, but, right, right. But then the first couple of years I did it, there was no board member while I was, no, that was before I was a board member. And neither one of us knew what we were doing, and we were here till midnight practically every <laughs> night, and we caught on after a while. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you'll learn after yeah, this first. Right. <laughs> well, got to go home at one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Start tomorrow at six yep. again. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and so wait, going back to the story. So those thousand-pound pumpkins, you had a your family had to literally go get those out of the field. Well, those big pumpkins are brought in on trucks. Okay, I was wondering. No. Okay. Yeah. She and didn't. She didn't make us haul them. No, out. <laughs> no. little Lisa's out yes. there, just with a little wheelbarrow. Actually, a lot, a lot of the pumpkins in that building are purchased from a grower. Okay. To fill in and to make it look full, and that's what oh. we were doing was was getting this. Now those big ones are brought in on a truck, and then there's a tarpaulin, and they get it on the. They have a high lift, and they put it down there, and then drag it 
from there to get them in there because yeah, it's pretty heavy. Secrets of the fair. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no one knows about. That's what we're trying to find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what this is all about. We had some some issues with this year's fair. You know, we couldn't have the fair. Um, but that doesn't stop the board from moving on and. The canceled fair will be back with one seventy-five next year. So, Lisa, yours don't involve. So, can you give me a little bit of hint about what's going to make one seventy-five so special? Certainly. Um, you know, the fair board's famous for committees, so we sure. have a variety of committees looking at so many different ways to do this celebration. Because I think we're celebrating not just the hundred seventy-fifth, but we're celebrating everything we missed this year right. by not being here. Um, you read anybody's Facebook post when they heard it, they were so sad that I've been to the fair for 50 years in a row and it means so much. So the 175th we're looking at, obviously we're going to have the history. There'll be something new in each department that kind of focuses on the 175th. And, um, looks like we're going to be doing some, as we call them, community art projects outside the fine arts building. Right now we have the big rooster, the the rooster, the lock rooster, right? So that's an outdoor community um, project that people can be a part of. And it sounds like we might have something that we can be able to crow about because we're going to, local people can show off their talents and their pride in the fair. So stay tuned for that. Keeping it mysterious. Yep. I love it. And, mm-hmm. and the great thing is, you know, it's when 175 rolls around, it's like people aren't really missing it you know, are, are missing you because there's going to be so much crammed into mm-hmm. 175 and I can't wait to see what that is. It's so, going to be wonderful. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something to crow about. Well, again, thank you both Lisa Toy and Kathy Bennett for coming and talking to me. I get bored when I just sit in the basement by myself. <laughs> so, but having actual people here has been awesome. So thank you both. And thank you. you know, thank you. No problem. I appreciate everything that you've done. So and I'm sure we'll continue to see more things so. that you do in the future. So, hope so. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, fair friends. I had a great time with Lisa and Kathy and loved hearing their stories, uh, especially about a stolen rooster. Um, (laughs) Speaking of stories, we've got even more in store for you. Join me next Tuesday when I talk with one of the biggest fair fans I know and maybe try to stump him with some fair trivia. That's right, fair trivia coming at you next week. And remember, if you are interested in underwriting or possibly being a guest, email marketing at canfieldfair.com. As always, thank you to the Canfield Fair Board for sponsoring today's podcast.